The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Teen Wealth Radio. We're really excited to have everyone on. And uh, we're, we're really excited because our topic this week is fear, something that affects all of us. It can uh, really stifle us in our lives and hold us back from doing a lot of the things that we truly can do. So really excited to welcome everyone on. Uh, Kevin is joining us all the way from Australia again. He's got an amazing guest that's going to tell an incredible story. So I hope you all stick around for that. And then Ewan's got a, a quirky do-it-yourself tip for all of us. Uh, we're very lucky to have some great guests besides Michelle uh, sharing her amazing story. We've also got Natalie. So say hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. Yo. And good morning <laughs> from Australia. <laughs> Beautiful. So uh, I know Kevin had mentioned he wanted uh, to talk a little bit more about what global teen wealth really is. And I just wanted to bring up something that tells you a little bit about why global teen wealth is what global teen wealth is and why it was created. Unfortunately, uh, just this week alone from people that we all know, the hosts of the radio show, a 14-year-old girl took her life and a 20-year-old boy lost his life to gun violence all within the last few days all within people that we know. And if those are just the people we know, how many young people are affected out there um, that, that we don't hear about? And, and it becomes a, a mission for us every time we hear something about this to, to reach out to more young people and more parents and teachers and find a way that we can uh, bridge this gap and, and, and heal some of these problems that are going on in the world. So um, Global Teen Wealth really is a little bit of everything. We're teaching people what mental health is all about. And I know Natalie's going to give us uh, a great film from Art with Impact that everyone can uh, watch and, and hopefully learn something from. Uh, we're, we're even developing new programs on how to eat uh, healthy and how to enjoy food and how to look in the mirror and, and love yourself because you're feeding yourself good things and, and developing all these amazing programs. So everything from live events and, and an online training course to learn not only about your self-worth but uh, financial literacy and how to start your own business so that young people find their own self-worth because we can't give it to them. <laughs> Um, so I just want to introduce Natalie again. She's back from Art with Impact, and she's got an incredible film that really pertains to our topic this week, which is fear. Hey, Nat. Hey, how's it going? I'm well. How are you? Great. <laughs> so what was the, um, the name of the film this week that you wanted to share with us? It's called Rinse and Repeat. And what was that about? Um, this is a really beautiful film actually because it's um, one character and he's filming himself and it's him in a white room and he's actually the only person speaking and he's kind of narrating his thought process 
Um, and the film just really shows uh, what goes on inside his head and his daily, um, you know, his daily thought processes around his anxiety and specifically within his um, obsessive compulsive disorder. So it really, it ties into this week in that it shows um, what somebody's really going through internally um, when they're living with, you know, a mental illness and specifically one such as obsessive compulsive disorder where, um, you know, it's really driven by anxious, shock, anxious uh, thoughts and actions. Um, we were just talking a little bit before the show about how people in everyday life sometimes will say things like, oh, that's my OCD kicking in, or oh, that's my ADD kicking in, or oh, I'm depressed, when it really isn't to the extent that some of these young people go through. When you host the Art with Impact live events, do people ever talk about that, how, how we utilize those acronyms too freely? Yeah, definitely. That's so something that comes up pretty frequently is really just about the language that we're using. So, um, you know, we kind of define what mental health and mental illness are according to each individual campus that we're at. And we talk about stigma and we talk about stigmatizing languages, that, uh, sorry, language and um, terms like, you know, usually using um, OCD or saying, you know, the weather's bipolar or and using those terms that, that loosely um, really makes the people that are struggling with those types of issues feel like their concerns are less valid. And, um, you know, calling people crazy and psycho, it's, that kind of language is really stigmatizing and um, doesn't, definitely doesn't feel good for the people that are, um, you know, intensely struggling with these types of experiences. Yeah, um, I, I really think that Art with Impact, these films, will really help to open up people's minds so they really learn about what some of these things really are and the, the severity of them. Um, so I appreciate that you guys are here every week with us sharing a new film that will impact someone out there. Um, so our topic this week is fear. Do you personally have an experience with fear in your life? I think that most of my fear, um, the way that I've experienced it and the way that it's kind of manifested has been... Um, through anxiety, actually. So, like, in high school, um, having a fear that I wasn't liked or having a fear that I wasn't, um, you know, thin enough or, or smart enough and then getting older and having a fear that I wouldn't find my passion and I wouldn't get a job. And um, that really showed itself in a, in a lot of anxiety and worry, um, which I, I think is something that's really common um, and it, it really impacts our mental health pretty heavily. Would you say you're a fairly shy person? I've been labeled as shy a lot, but I don't think, I mean, you know me, I, I wouldn't consider myself shy. I think I'm quiet, <laughs> but um, that's definitely a way that I've been interpreted a lot in my life. It's shy, for sure. What about fear when you speak in front of all these young people at these amazing events that you guys host? What Do you have any fear or anxiety about that? Um, I honestly don't. Um, I mean, if you talk to to my boss, Carrie, or you talk to, um, I guess, a lot of my friends in the last year, they would say that I was having a lot of anxiety about the um, progression and, I guess, my position working with Art with Impact to become a facilitator. But I mostly just got really excited about being able to listen to people kind of freely communicate about their experiences and um, to watch people really open up and share and to feel a kind of sense of empathy building in a room, it me as me being up there as a facilitator, um, I just feel really grateful to have the opportunity to be in a room where people are just so um, open and engaged and really ready to have these conversations. And it it is something that's impacted me in my life in a number of ways. And so I just get so 
um, excited about having these conversations with people. And in showing films like Rinse and Repeat, we're really giving people an opportunity to increase their understanding about these types of issues and understand the complexities in the spectrum so that uh, people aren't afraid of those that are living with mental illness. And, you know, we see a lot of images in the media that really stigmatize people with mental illness um, and portray them to be a lot, to be dangerous and scary. And, and I think there's a huge fear in the public of what they don't understand. And so it's great that our events can really open people's eyes um, to, you know, everyday struggles that people have uh, with their mental health and that we all have that. And, and it really isn't something that we should fear. It's something that we should just take the time and effort to understand. For sure. So fear and mental health definitely go hand in hand for some things, eh? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just a fear of, of what we don't know, and um, people are afraid to talk about mental illness because a lot of times they think it's going to be this really huge, um, scary topic, and when we really get into it, it's actually just all of us are human and all of us have experiences. That's awesome. I really appreciate you guys coming on and representing Art with Impact again. Could you just shout out one more time uh, social media so that people can follow Art with Impact and watch the amazing film that you talked about this week, Rinse and Repeat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, we're just our handle is Art with Impact, so at A-R-T-W-I-T-H-I-M-P-A-C-T. Um, Facebook Art with Impact, LinkedIn, and uh, all our videos can be seen on Vimeo under our Art with Impact channel and on our website at artwithimpact.org. Very cool. And, and I just want to say thanks again, Natalie, for sharing some of your experiences and some of the films with us. And for every young person out there listening, please take the time. There are two, three, five-minute videos about all these different matters of mental health, and they are, they're inspirational and they're educational, and, and, and it's just a beautiful project. So thanks again, Nat. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Nat. Beauty. Well, Kev, could you introduce yes, our I, amazing guest? Well, <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this, uh, I'm excited about this week's topic, and I'm excited to have Michelle here because um, she has been through so much, and I'm always blown away at her story. And, and Brandy, you and, and, sorry, you and me and Ewan were talking. <laughs> it's hard to say you and me and Ewan. That happened so um, much, man. <laughs> you and Ewan and me, we were all talking earlier about um, just how some people, they get so overwhelmed with, with things that are going on in their lives. And, and it only, it's a matter of perspective, isn't it? Because we always think, oh, we're so hard done by or we've got this horrible situation. But um, you can always find someone who's going through a lot more and has overcome a lot more and it's really inspiring and so I think when when I hear Michelle speak she does a, a lot of public speaking here in Australia and and you know she's written a book and just an amazing amazing person what she's overcome and and to hear her story is always so inspiring so hopefully I don't tear up as she's talking but I want to introduce this is Michelle Nazaroff um, and uh, don't it, it, don't adjust your your volumes or anything. She has a weird accent, so hopefully you can understand it. <laughs> Hi guys, how are you? Hi Michelle. Hi, great to be here. And what an awesome program you guys have been running. I've been listening to every episode while Kevin's here in Australia, and you're doing an amazing job. And I'm sure it's very beneficial to all the teams out there. I really appreciate that. That means a lot coming from someone with a great story like you and who's a mother. So really appreciate it. 
No, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's great to be here. So I guess, um, Michelle, just so everybody can kind of get a um, you know a feel for your background, or just share a little bit because again, there's so much to talk about. But just give a quick overview of, of some of the things like we're talking about fear today that yep. you you've kind of overcome. Oh, absolutely. Well, fear, as we know, everybody has had some form of fear. It's just a natural part of life, but. It's what you do with fear is the, um, the catalyst or the amazing thing. But for me, my story started at seven. Um, as a little girl, I decided I wanted to ride horses. And me being an extreme extremist with an extreme personality, I not only wanted to ride horses or ponies, I decided from seven that I wanted to represent my country in the Olympic Games. So, you know, that's a bit of a large goal. And I wrote it down and I still have it to this day and I popped it on the fridge and my parents being amazing, they gave me every opportunity to succeed in that goal. They never squashed those dreams, they just kind of fueled it. So I rode for years and years all throughout my teenage years and I was well on my way to becoming that Olympic athlete in equestrian um, until I had a bad riding fall and I, I actually broke my neck and my riding career was over in a matter of about two minutes. So from seven, I immersed my entire childhood and teenage years in achieving that goal. I thought that was my ultimate life purpose. And I actually left high school at a very young age, at 14, and because I had immersed myself in that sport. So when it was taken away from me in a matter of minutes, you can imagine I, I had this huge fear after recovering from that accident because it took about six months to recover. And the fear was I had no other, no idea of anything else. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't a social creature. I had immersed myself as an elite athlete and that's all I wanted to do. So the fear of the unknown and not knowing or not succeeding in my purpose was huge. And within about 12 months, I'd fallen into a deep depression, um, a really, really dark place. And I'd become a binge drinking alcoholic within 12 months. And I was totally annihilating my body with um, alcohol, cigarettes, um, because I felt my body had let me down and the fear of not knowing where I was going, I was not going to be good at anything else was huge. So, um, yeah, Kevin, that was a massive fear for me. And, um, yeah, so depression and alcoholism for over 10 years I abused my body for. Oh. Yeah. And then so how did you, I mean, there was a point at which you said, okay, this is enough. Where, how did, I mean, there was a, a build-up to that, so how did well, you get to that? absolutely, because like I say, my body had let me down, I didn't achieve my lifelong purpose, my parents had given up everything for me financially, and I felt that I had let them down. So um, my, you know, downward spiral, what happened is eventually I hit rock bottom, and sometimes hitting rock bottom is a great thing, because the only way is up, and what happened to me was I'd, I'd, I had been drinking for a long, long period of time, and I was driving my car and I had a severe car accident, I rolled it on the freeway and I could have killed a number of people. I could have killed your father, your mother, yeah. your brother, your sister, your children. So my, my reckless behaviour was not only terrible for me, it was terrible for others, but that was the catalyst and that's what shifted me. Because when I thought to myself, I couldn't even kill myself in a car accident, um, but when I thought I could have killed others, that's mm -hmm. what made me you know, really takes stock of what I had been doing to myself. So I, I come to the realization that I'm either going to keep going down this downward spiral, kill myself and others, or I could draw a line in the sand and jump right over it and move forward. So that's when I decided to become the healthiest person possible. And again, my extreme personality and traits came out because I immersed myself then in 100% becoming as healthy as I could. Mm -hmm. 
and then actually being able to give back to others because I've been given two chances basically. I've broken my neck, I should have died in that or become a paraplegic and then I survived a severe car rollover where every panel on that car was crushed except for where I was sitting. It was just should never have yeah, happened. Yeah, you have pictures of that on your website too. Don't exactly, you? yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll have to put a link up to that, Brandy. But then, so after that, then you decided, okay, going to get into health and fitness yep. and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And you, and then after all those goals that didn't happen, you decided to make another goal. Exactly. And like I say, what, fear is a huge emotion and it's, it can be used for good or for bad. And like I say, fear is in everybody, but it's what you do with fear that can shift you and can change your life. So for me, when I decided to become the healthiest person possible, there was still a fear of not knowing if I could achieve that. So I did. I decided and I became, um, I went to some natural bodybuilding competitions, just to cut a short story short. And um, I loved what I saw. And for me, I thought, well, if I'm going to achieve a goal, you need to make a big hairy goal. So I decided <laughs> that I would like to, you know, to continue my health path, I would go into natural bodybuilding. And I decided I'd become the world champion within five years. Mm. And that's exactly what I set out to do. And again, by about three years in, I'd become overall Miss Australia, which was great. So I was well on my way to be, you know, to achieving that world title. But then I got hit again. So then I found out. Hang on, and I think Brandy, we're uh, we're going to go to break in oh. a, in a minute here, aren't we? So um, maybe at this, I'll just leave everybody in suspense because okay. Michelle got hit with something else. But Brandy, maybe why don't we give that phone number again if anybody wants to call in or or text in or whatever? Sounds good. Yeah, if anyone wants to text, has a has a question to ask or anything like that, feel free to text your question in. Um, but if you want to win some really cool prizes as well, just text in the word fear. And your email address, and we'll add you to the uh, prize pool drawing. We've got some really cool stuff to give away this week, including some coaching from one of our previous guests who's an athlete. Uh, the number is 707-200-6386. And if you don't have a pen handy, don't worry. <laughs> we will be repeating that after the next break as well. I'm really excited. And, Michelle, I just have to ask you one question before we go to break. When you said yeah. a big, hairy goal was... <laughs> Kevin that you were referring to or <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's the Bigfoot movie right? that, yeah. yeah no no <laughs> the bigger the goal the better I say beautiful I love it okay we'll be back from break in a couple minutes thanks for tuning in guys and stick around for after the break streaming live the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. 
Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health. All kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're still talking about fear, and we're still talking to our amazing guest, Michelle. She's going to be on the whole show almost this time because her story is so profound, and it's going to reach out to a lot of young people. I mean, fear faces us all constantly it's it's within self-doubt it's being scared of spiders it's being afraid of uh, what life is going to bring and then it's afraid of all of these other things that we're talking about with different guests so um it's it's I don't know, fear is such a great topic because it's it gets to the heart of all of us at times. And and I love, I can't remember who said this quote, but somebody told me that fear kills more dreams than failure does. And, oh. and I just, I love it. And I think about it all the time because when I get up in front of a, I know Natalie talked earlier about how she wasn't afraid of standing up in front of a group of people and, and talking. I've been doing it for a long time and I am still petrified. My The butterflies in my stomach are throwing up sure. for me. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. Like, um, I was going to say that too, Brandy. Like, you and I do a lot of public speaking and, and have for a long time. And I've emceed a lot of events. And I know you've done a lot of different things like that as well. And every single time I get up, I mean, people are like, wow, you're so natural or you're, or you're really good. And it's nice to get the compliments. But every time I'm about to go out, it's like the butterflies come and the nerves and and I, I guess a lot of times it's the fear that holds us back because other people look at that and go, well, well, Brandy does it so well, or, or you know what I mean? And, and I can't do it like that. She's so good. She's not afraid. But the truth is we all deal with that every day, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, my other, that's funny that you said that because my other favorite quote from someone, and it's a, a mentor of mine that's very dear to my heart, um, he says, you know, you don't have to be great to get started. You just have to get started to be great. So it doesn't matter if you think you're all that or that you can. Just go and do it. And and that's why I love what Michelle has accomplished in her life because she just clearly did it. She just did it. I mean, even though the fear was there, she said, you know what? I'm going after that big hairy goal. <laughs> <laughs> so must be an Australian thing, huh? Well, yeah, I don't I don't have a big hairy goal. I just have big goals in Australia. They're hairy, but um, yeah. So. Uh, Michelle Nazaroff is here with us, and um, just kind of to recap, Michelle, you started out at seven years old, huge Olympic goal. I mean, I, at seven years old, I was just, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I was just trying to find the, the channel with cartoons on it, I, you, and you wanted to be an Olympic athlete, which you trained for, you did all this stuff, and you were well on your way. I think it was a week before Olympic trials that you were riding a horse for someone else yeah. they just asked you to 
to... Well, that's how I used to make my money, ride other people's horses. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and then the, because of that, you had that fall, that horse threw you off and you broke your neck and that dream was over. Yeah. And then, um, so that threw you into it, you said, a, a huge depression, binge drink, and that wasn't at seven. No, oh, no. <laughs> okay, good, just checking. <laughs> Big hairy goal at seven, binge drinker. Um, and uh, so then then you decided to, to kind of immerse yourself into the whole bodybuilding world um, and fitness and figure and say, you're not like, you know. <laughs> no, natural, yeah. natural bodybuilding, yeah. 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 yeah, because health was my driver. Because I'd mm. been in such a dark place and in such a negative space and, and, you know, abusing my body. And then when I realized I've been given two chances at life to continue on, that's when I realized my purpose in life wasn't just to be an Olympic or a world champion athlete. My purpose, I think, I, I kind of revisited it, was a base maybe to inspire others and show people, or t especially young, you know, teenagers, because I was in my teenage years when that depression really hit me hard. So, um, you know, so that that's why I realized. And then health, so health was the driver. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then you had that car accident. Yes. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, the pictures on your website are amazing. I mean, all your surgeries and everything. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I don't know how you... I think the biggest thing with me is I keep, keep, continually get hit with, with something. So mm -hmm. I start to make progression. I start to feel good and start to make things happen, and then something stops me again. Mm -hmm. So the key is it's not how many times you fall down, it's how you get up. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's probably where my inner strength and using fear as a positive, not a negative, has been good for me. Mm -hmm. So going into, um, you know, competing in the natural bodybuilding world, again, I immerse myself. The key is to, to move forward and, and use fear is to immerse yourself, like I said, and take action and make a plan and do the things that need to be done and create a strong why. So if you link your passion to your why, that has to be strong because that will keep driving you every day. Mm -hmm. And my passion was to, to still fulfill that world champion goal. Even though everybody at the gym was laughing at me, I have to say it was so embarrassing because they're looking at me. I'd gone to the gym after watching that bodybuilding show and said, you know what, guys, I'm going to become, I'm going to go and watch, I'm going to go and compete in this show next year and I'm going to win it. And then in five years, I'm going to be the world champion. And I had been a binge drinker for 10 years, and I was obese, and I'd never even lifted a weight. <laughs> and that's they're all looking at me going, oh, my gosh. So, again, that's what I talk about. Australians say hairy goals because yeah. it's like the big, scary goals. Probably should have said scary, not hairy, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, and even though people were laughing at me, the why was so strong for me to become that world champion that I didn't care. So I immersed myself in that, and the very next year I won that Australian title. I won that show, and I just made them all laugh. And I see, there you go. You know, I did that. And then within the third year, I was well on that. You know, well on my way to be the world champion. And then I got hit again, and that's when I started to get sick. I started losing muscle. My heart rate was elevating. I was. It was like going into a state of panic, and you know, like a panic attack. And that's mm -hmm. a terrible, terrible feeling because it doesn't go away. And um, my resting heart rate at that stage was about 165 beats a minute. I'd been squatting to over 200 kilos the day before, so I thought I thought I was just overtraining. Just like what, 450 yeah. pounds? So I thought I better go to the doctor. I went to the doctor, and they instantly rushed me in for serious you know, cardiac tests. And then they came out and they said, "We're really sorry, Michelle. Did you have any idea you have a severe heart condition? Your heart is enlarged so largely, like it took up my entire chest cavity." And you I said was, it was three times. 
Yeah. Three times the size of a normal heart. Yeah, and there was actually no room left in the chest cavity. My heart was just, it was, because it's a, it's a muscle, so over years, over time, it's just overused, so it was enlarging. So I was born with aortic stenosis, and aortic stenosis is the abnormal narrowing of the aortic valve over time, causes the heart to enlarge, ultimately leads to heart failure. Mm. So there I am, you know, current Miss Australia, sitting in front of this doctor saying, He's just told me that I'll never exercise again with any type of intensity. Having children is probably a no-no because we're going to have to replace your aortic valve with a mechanical version and the drugs you have to go on cause, you know, lots and lots of different problems. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm, <laughs> what? I'm the, I'm the healthiest looking person you're ever going to see. Like, how can this be? I had no idea I had it. It was just a ticking time bomb. And um, But basically, I said, is there any other way? I mean, I, I have 18 more months to become the world champion. And this is my why is so strong. They said there was no other way. But and they, it, they told you you'd never lift another weight again. Exactly. Well, lift anything with any type of intensity because mm -hmm. basically with heavy, heavy doses of warfarin and other drugs, you become like a hemophiliac. So you didn't, you didn't need to lift weights to become the world champion, did you? Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I did, you know. So, but the key here is that what I, when they told me that, again... When your why is so strong and your passion is so strong and you're using fear for a positive, I went out, I said, okay, when do I need the surgery? And they said in about three days because you are ready to have heart failure. So I went home and I got on the internet and I know it's quite funny, but you doctors are amazing and you do need to listen to them, but there is always another way. I've done a lot of work with Tony Robbins and he always states that there is always another way if you look and you have the passion and you have the belief, Yeah. So within, you know, half an hour to an hour on the internet, I found a surgeon in Melbourne, which is the only doctor in the surgeon in the world that's performing a radical new surgery called the Ross procedure. And that changed my life because that enabled me to have a different type. It, the surgery was a little riskier and the outcome, you know, could have been a positive one, but it could have caused death as what well. What did you say? There was only like a 10% chance of surviving the operation? Well, no, the mortality rate was a lot higher than the oh. general surgery. surgery. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. So, but still, that's again, there's a fear there. Mm. The fear of not surviving that operation. Do you know what I mean? And if I allowed that fear to consume me, I would never have done that operation mm. and I would never have fulfilled yeah. my dream. So... For me, there was no question. And everyone was like, are you joking? You want to go and have that done? You have to fly to the other side of Australia. You have to wait for a donor valve to come in. You're, you're ready for heart failure any time. But my why was strong enough. So I, I, had, I dealt with that fear and I attacked it head on. And the surgery was a huge success. And within two weeks, I was back in, Australia, back in Perth. I went straight back to the gym. Not only, I mean, I wasn't able to lift anything, but I was only, I was in there doing my... You just hung out. I hung out. But again, if <laughs> yeah. you want to move forward, you need to hang out with the positive people. Yeah, you that's you right. need to be around people that are doing what you want to do. Yeah. It's all a state of mind, yeah? If I had have gone back home and I had got in my chair, where after a full stenotomy, you can hardly sit straight, you can't even sit up, you can't breathe properly. But by going and hobbling my way into the gym, um, being around others that were doing what I wanted to do, just created yeah. well it stopped the fear setting in if that makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah. so within um I, that first day i went back to the gym just doing my physio and breathing exercises i did not have the strength to open a small bottle of water so 18 months later because uh, i did become a plant-based um advocate as well if i you know remember yeah. i was saying if i made it through this surgery that's what i was going to do because i was going to no matter what rebuild my body and become that world champion I put everything into place, became plant-based, 
Um, and within 18 months, I'd rebuilt my body from no strength, you know, not even able to open that bottle of water to winning Miss Olympia in 2006. Oh. That was just over 18 months later. So I went one month over my original five-year goal, which I was mighty annoyed about. <laughs> but I said, Michelle, let it go. Just yeah. let it go, girl. Let it go. You've done it. You've done it. So, you know, I didn't quite make it in the five years, but yeah. I've made peace with that. You know? <laughs> so, awesome. but again, like I say, the fear, I use fear. Yeah as a catalyst to achieve my life purpose. Yeah. And and the interesting thing is too, like so you world Olympia natural figure champion. Yeah. Which is amazing. If you see if you go on Michelle's website, it's uh, Michelle So uh, Nazafit. Or sorry, Nazafit.com.au if you go on the website, you under her bio, her story there you can see the I mean how big is your um your your star, your star is, now? Yeah, from the just from the bottom of your throat, real top of your sternum, right to the bottom. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's well, it's big. It's big, <laughs> and um, but it's amazing to see those pictures before and after. And and the the doctors told you you would only last ten years on that, even if the procedure exactly. was successful. Yeah, yes. you had ten years basically to live. Yeah, and we are now twelve years in. Twelve years. Yeah. So two years past it. So really, really uh, amazing story and. Never been beaten now since you won on the world yeah, stage. That's right. And again, that's a fear thing. You know, in the back of my mind, I have this I had this thought, oh my gosh, I have this surgery, I'm only going to last 10 years. But again, if I allowed that to consume me, I would not move forward. And now, I mean, I'm out there and, you know, it's great being able to speak on a show like this with you amazing people. I mean, look at my life. I was an alcoholic, binge drinking lunatic that was going nowhere. And then by allowing fear to be a positive in my life. I've now become a best-selling author. I've got a six-figure business going. Um, I'm on shows like this, and now I'm out there inspiring, especially my heart is with the teenagers because that was my hardest time of my life. Yeah. And and that is using fear in a positive. Yeah. So, you know, you can change your life by using, you know, changing your food and changing your mindset, but also kind of wrangling in fear and using mm. that to move you forward. Isn't it amazing, too? Like, you could have spent the last... Well, twelve years, worrying about exactly. only living ten years, yeah, yeah, and would have missed out on quality of life. And you could have been so consumed by that, you would have crossed the street and got hit by a car, and it exactly. wouldn't have mattered about the heart. Right? Exactly, so. exactly. So you know, for my advice to people out there and all you know, you teenagers out there listening, is you know, use fear in a positive, and you need to to really get at peace with it and write down what are your greatest fears, and if you can get really clear with that you can actually draw a line in the sand and start to move forward. And then when you write those fears down, you want to start looking at what the benefit has been of having those fears. And if you really sit quietly and read that and go, there is always a benefit of a fear, okay? And then, you know, you need to write down why you need to be free of that fear and how you can move forward. Yeah. And that will change their lives because free, fear is probably one of the biggest things holding so many of them back. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Said, so. um, I just think it's, just think it's every all the points you just made because one thing that really is a blocker for me and a, a lot of young people is sometimes we can take fear and use it to make us play the victim or allow us to play the victim, which is not healthy at all. So I love how you just said you took it and made it positive. I think Ewan had a couple of questions he wanted to ask you as well. We're all pretty announced oh. with your story, Michelle. I really appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I definitely had a few questions. I had some 
take a moment for myself here. Just I can't believe your life story was. Uh, this is just amazing what you've gone through. Um, you got some big hairy questions for you. Yeah, uh, I, I do have some big hairy questions. Um, one of the the things that you mentioned early on in your story before the break was that you went into this big depression because you felt that you would let your parents down and. That struck me as so incredible. There is uh, almost a altruistic projection on how important your parents are because of the effort I obviously they put into into your life. And I'm curious if you could talk just a quick moment about that sort of idea of, you know, your own projection that you put into it and any tips for any of our listeners out there who might be thinking on behalf of people who haven't expressed their thoughts, I'm sure your parents didn't say they're so upset that you broke your neck falling off a horse. No, exactly. That's right. That was my mind. I internalized that myself. So that was my story and that wasn't their story. So that's the thing um, we need to be careful of is our stories aren't the future or isn't reality. So I perceived that my parents would be unhappy with me because I didn't make that Olympic team and they gave up everything for me financially to achieve that goal, but yeah. whereas my parents, their, sto- their story was they were just so happy that their daughter was alive mm-hmm. and right. that she could continue on and there were so many other great things I could do. So that, yeah, so my story was incorrect and it's not, I think so many teens out there are probably assuming um, that they're letting, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, fulfilling their parents' ideas and things like that, but really if they sat and maybe spoke to them and they would realize that their parents are just happy. They love every hair on their head. And even if they don't, you know, aren't doing great positive things, they're still there for them. But we, we assume the negative. So I think it's our story can be kind of, um, you know, the negative one and it's not correct. So. Yeah, I, I, I have two more things I want to try and sneak in before commercial sure. break about your amazing story is especially for our listeners out there, you mentioned how being a teenager right now is the hardest time of your life. And it makes so much sense because you're in transition, getting into what would be the hairiest, or that's Australian for scariest, time of your life, (laughs) potentially not knowing just how to be an adult and on your own and potentially living on your own or going to university or whatever your next step is, working for a living. And that was that's really tough, you'd say, where you were being a teenager at that time. Exactly. And I think it is, and it's even scarier nowadays because the world is getting faster and faster, more technically advanced, um, and there's so much external um, things going on around them. I think what we need to do is is get these teenagers to really sit and, and go back to their inner thoughts of what their true passion is, what is their purpose, and stop, again, what is their story, their true story, not worrying about what other people are thinking of them and what other people want them to achieve. But you see, with me, I had that deep down um, goal or passion as a little girl, but I lost my way for a little while. But when I got back to what my true passion was, which was the catalyst was to become a world champion athlete, but that was my true desire. And then I just moved forward with that. But I think a lot of the teenagers out there nowadays are trying to please everybody else. How about we start pleasing ourselves? And that will help them get through their teenage years because it's what they want to do on their terms, how they want to do it. You know well, what that's I mean? Really, like, that's really big for the parents too to be listening to hear that as well to try and encourage that. Exactly. I, uh, and the parents need to allow the children 
stop putting their ideas of what they think their children should be doing. We are the, the kids that we're bringing into the world nowadays and in their teenage years especially are so far advanced, they're way ahead of us adults. So I think mm -hmm. we need to get, give back to them and allow them to, um, you know, speak with their own voice, not mm -hmm. everybody else putting their ideas onto them. Yeah. I'm going to try and sneak in quickly before we go to break, and I'll give this back to either Kevin or Brandy, but I just want to reiterate one thing that you said that was really important for overcoming your fears is your why, which is your reason for overcoming that fear had to be really important for you to get over to overcome that. And I think, again, you mentioned goal setting is so important. So I hope all you listeners out there who are having and troubling, troubled with fear of something or another, you're trying to derive a reason that's so great to overcome it as well as writing out as she said several times goal setting get that started brandy that, that i love that you just said that because that's totally leads into something i want to talk about when we get back from the break so if everyone has that pen ready if you did want to text in the word fear and your email address we'll enter you into a cool draw to win some nice prizes the uh, phone number to text is 707-200-6386 Thanks again, Michelle, for joining us. You're an absolute inspiration, and uh, we'll put your social media links on the Teen Wealth page so that people can follow you and get in touch. I'll see you awesome. back after the break. Thanks a lot. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, we've got some text messages already coming in, so I just wanted to ask Michelle one more time before she leaves us. Could you just tell us your website so that people can uh, follow you and check out more about your story? For sure. We've got nazafit, N-A-Z-A-F-I-T dot com dot A-U and also pressedplus.com. And if you want to follow me on Facebook, it's Nazafit Online Fitness and Nutrition. And I'd love everybody to ask me questions and I love communicating back and teaching you some Australian slang. <laughs> so don't hesitate to um, contact me through the Nazafit Online Fitness and Nutrition Facebook page. Yeah, and again, that was uh, N-A-Z-A-F-I-T, Nazafit Online Nutrition and Fitness. And it was Michelle Nazaroff. Her last name is N-A-Z-A-R-O-F. F, as in Frank Frank, or Fear Fear, <laughs> Fear Fear, what we're talking about. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, I'm, uh, that was good. I have to say, I'm really looking forward to this next segment, because Ewan has told everyone to make their beds, write their goals. He's, he's a bit of a quirky guy, and that's why I adore him. Uh, I, like I said, he's Chuck Norris and MacGyver, had a baby, and just came up with this brilliant, beautiful human being. And I know you've got something really cool and kind of interesting to teach us about this week, Ewan. Well, yeah, I do. And before I get to that, I also want to check in to see with all my listeners if you've taken any advice from my little column or essay last week about trying to get off the Facebook or what have you and try and connect with people just with simple birthday wishes if you've bought any quirky birthday cards and done something weird with that. But moving on, I want to get us into a scenario that uh, I think... Kevin, if you can imagine yourself running through a forest and there's something chasing you, it's big and hairy and scary, you might be familiar with this sort of plot. And some of the worst things that you could be scared of that could happen would be simply losing a shoe, right? Imagine something's chasing you, you lose a shoe, and things just get worse. But you wouldn't, want, you wouldn't have had that happen if you were taught when you were younger how to tie your shoes right. And can you believe that whether it was your parents or in grade school, in kindergarten or what have you, when we were taught to tie our shoes, we were actually, most of us were taught how to tie our shoes wrong. Now, there were two main ways to tie your shoes. We're all familiar with one. Uh, it's called the bunny ear solution. It's not nearly as popular where you've got two bunny ears and you wrap them around and tie through. And the other one that's more popular is the loop, swoop, and through. And that's where you have one loop and you just go around and through the other hole that it makes once you tie it around. And often when we're taught this loop swooping through, we're taught how to tie it wrong. And so what I'd like to go through is just to quickly teach you how to talk, properly tie your shoe. I've got hiking boots that have round laces that are so annoying because I end up retying my shoes, even though I double knot them like three or four times throughout a hike. And it's so frustrating when these are like high-end hiking boots and they've got high-end laces but because of their shape, and I was tying my laces wrong, I found out that they would just always come untied. So basically, if you're doing a loop, swoop, and through technique, you've got your one loop on your left hand, and then you typically would take your lace and you would put it over, or sorry, under, and then through. And to tie your shoe properly, take that one loop that you've got, and instead of going under and over, now visualize this, go over and under. And as you tighten through that way with your two bows, you now have your knot on the longitudinal axis. Now that's some science terms that you may not be familiar with, or maybe you will if you've 
made graphs and stuff. But basically, the old style that we're doing, it used a knot tied on the transverse side. And when pressure goes onto that and there's stress and forces, there's actually some, uh, some friction, some uh, kinetic friction. And that basically allows the knot to come loose. But if you tie it the way I told you, where you bring the lace over and then under and through along the longitudinal axis, then you've got static friction, much more adherent when the stress comes to you from your foot when you're stepping and stuff. There's other knots out there that are even more obscure but are better for your shoes, but trying to describe that in radio would just be terrible in a fruitless endeavor. Was, so I was going to say, you and you might have to just post a YouTube video because I like my brain almost exploded trying to understand it all. <laughs> you're and welcome. Michelle, Michelle said... Michelle just told me, she said she now has a new big hairy goal, and that's to learn how to tie her shoelaces properly. Yes, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> that's good, though. Brandy, what about you? You only wear Crocs, don't you? you I don't only wear, wear Crocs, you are correct. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, you and I have to say, my brother gave you a shout-out about your shoelaces, and he's <laughs> He'd like to see a YouTube video of this. <laughs> I'm going. To, I'm going to need a foot model for this. I'll just tell you. Oh, right. there you go. Oh, Kev, Kev's got beautiful toes. Oh, oh. come on now. <laughs> well, my brother just texted and said he'd volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Oh man. Oh, you guys are adorable. So, um, because we're still talking about fear. Um, I just wanted to share one of my personal fear stories, and then I want to ask you guys if you've ever had uh, like something that's that you were afraid of or that came up in your life. And I tried to think back to when I was a teenager, and and since I was a teenager, I've seen a lot in my life. I've dealt with a lot of big crazy things through my travels, um, and seen some some violence and some pretty upsetting things. But when I was a teenager, I, I had a pretty decent life and 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 there wasn't too much that I was afraid of or that really came and scared me but I remember the one thing that frightened me most um is my friend at about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning my mom came downstairs and woke me up and I was in my pajamas and she told me that my best friend's dad had just been killed mm -hmm. and my in my teenage brain my head went oh what do I do so I ran blocks in my pajamas to her house and the whole time I was frightened beyond belief because I didn't know if I had the words to say to my friend to comfort her in what must have been one of the most traumatic and difficult times of her entire life. And when I got there, I realized I didn't need to say anything. I just needed to hold her for as long as it took and let her know that she had someone to be there for me. And I think that's the case with so many young people that, that just need to reach out to somebody or, or share something. And, and so I just want to share that. Don't, don't worry about if you don't have all the right words to say or you don't have any of the answers because I can guarantee you that at 14 I didn't have the answers. At 30 now I don't have the answers. And I know my grandparents in their 80s and 90s still don't have the answers. So just, just being there for someone is, is the greatest you know thing what? you can do. Sorry, Brandy, I was just going to say, there's, there's a you, you mentioned a couple of quotes you really liked. I've always heard one that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And that's just, it's such a, a powerful example. You just being there for your friend would have made 
all the difference, even though there really is nothing you can say, is there, in that moment, other than I'm, I'm here for you and, I'm, you know, I'll listen. Totally. What, what about you, Kev? Have you ever had anything when you were a teenager or something that, that was like a, a kind of a random fear that bothered you or you had to overcome? Um, yeah, talking to girls. <laughs> like mine, mine isn't nearly as profound as yours, Brandy, and I don't know if it will inspire anybody. But I, I mean, I was always very, very um, shy and insecure as a kid, um, even through my teenage years. And I still, you know, I still, to be honest, I still battle with that stuff. And and um, but I, I remember one time in um, in elementary school. So I think it was like grade four. I used to be quite the ladies' man, you know. <laughs> and and so it was coming I think it was Friday afternoon and everybody's planning their weekend so I thought well time to get a date or something so I went over to a girl's desk to say hi to her and just as I got there I had this huge sneeze that was coming I knew it and I, d- I didn't have time to, to run and grab a tissue or anything sneezed hit the desk and unfortunately it was still in my nose looked like a big string of spaghetti I know this is kind of gross it's <laughs> but she just got totally freaked out, and all these people in the classroom came over to look at it. Nobody's helping me, and I'm standing there, like, stuck to the desk, <laughs> like spaghetti in my nose to the desk, and I'm going, somebody please help, and they're all just grossed out. There's, now there's, like, 20 people around the desk, oh. and, and I thought, what do I do if I, if I you know, kind of grab it while my social career is over? Hey. If, I run, if I run to get Kleenex because no one else will do it, I don't know how long this thing is going to go. It, it could be like the scarf in a, you know, in a clown's, clown's pocket. It could just keep going on forever. So I did the only thing that I could think of panicking in that moment. Any idea what that was? You Blame it on her? <laughs> no, I just took the biggest snort I could. I went <clears throat> like that. And oh. the thing, like when you're slurping spaghetti, went right back in my nose. I looked at everybody. I... Turned around and walked away, and that was pretty much it. I don't think I was able to talk to a girl for another three years after that. But and and by the way, I can't sneeze properly anymore. Every time I sneeze, I have to plug my nose. So I don't know how many brain cells I've killed. But you know what? Like and and I want to let you and tell his story too. But I just wanted to say, like now, even more than ever with all the social media and the Facebook, like we are so afraid to just be who we are. Because any mistake, anything, it just gets blown out of proportion and magnified on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of this stuff. And guys, just, man, growing up like your teenage years, it's just, it's fun to, to experiment, to, to fail, to, you know, it's okay to do that stuff. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, I just wanted Kev, to... Kev, bro, yeah. I, can't, I can't top that story, and I know Brandy has oh, come on. she wants to talk about, so I'm just going to hand it over to Brandy and let her uh, close, take this one home. Oh, man, you know, I apologize to everyone out there listening. Last week, Ewan was fishing around um, <laughs> for a dead kangaroo, and it's <laughs> Kevin is uh, talking about his... Um, nasal matter so I just want to apologize for that uh, the two of them will be beheaded I promise after the show um, I did just want to close out and remind everyone that the movie of the week this week and uh, it's for with art with impact I encourage everyone to watch it it's talking about fear and OC, o, OCD 
obsessive compulsive, sorry. And it is, it's, it's something that we all need to understand a little bit more. We need to be careful of our jargon and that the words that we use, because there are people that are really struggling with a lot yeah. of mental health issues out there. And it's not just a, oh, I got to wash the dishes right now. I'm OCD. It's not like that. It's something that is is truly affecting people on a minute-to-minute, second-to-second basis. And we need to better understand what mental health is so that we can support the young people that are struggling with, with these things. So um, please check out Rinse and Repeat at artwithimpact.org. Uh, your book of the week, I suggest everyone read this. It's Man's Search for Meaning. And it's a very difficult book to read, but it's beautiful because it looks at people, the human condition, and overcoming fear and struggle in a very different way. Um, I want to remind everyone that the number to text is 707-200-6386, and I have to give a shout-out to our hero of the week. His name is Luis, and he's listening with his kids, and he is my personal hero. I met him just over a year ago, and this man has gone through, let's say, some challenges in his life and some pretty big ones. And he is now at home with his family, overcoming his challenges. And it's never easy, but he has put his heart out there on the line and is doing everything he can for himself to become a better person and to take better care of his kids. And I've been privileged to watch that journey. And he is definitely my hero. And Luis, you're getting a cape in the mail, bud. So, um,. Thank you for being my hero. Thank you for being the hero for your kids. And just everyone know that uh, what investment have you made in you to better yourself this week? Michelle talked about taking your fear, harnessing it, making something positive out out of it. So I want to ask you this. What investment can you make in yourselves this week that will help you overcome your fear and become the person that you're meant to be? Because the world is a beautiful place and you can have whatever you want. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. I'll see you next week. Really excited to have you back. Uh, And thanks again to the guests. You've re-inspired us all. I appreciate it. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.